Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in this space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on this show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I am finally back home after a month, one month, four weeks of being away from my apartment. I am back in my little closet studio, but I actually think that I want to start incorporating video into my podcasting sessions so I can do fun things like putting it on YouTube and doing some reels and clips from it. So stay tuned for that. Part of me telling you is for accountability because this is something that I've wanted to do for a while. And I just think that video is going to be such a big avenue in the future for continuing to build your business. If you haven't been getting on video already, it is time to get comfortable with it because it is here to stay. In today's podcast episode, I want to share something that has really changed not only the way that I live my life and the way that I have gotten to know myself, but it also has changed the way that I interact with my clients and learning more about the way that they operate. This is truly one of my all-time favorite personality frameworks, if you will. Today, I will be sharing an audio clip from my program, Ignite. This is my 12-week business building. Basically, it's build your business in a box program. If you are a newer business owner or you are wanting to fill in some of the gaps, I teach you how to launch in here. I teach you how to build programs. I teach you how to identify your ideal client avatars. Truly, it is an all-encompassing business growth program. You can benefit from it if you are brand new, and you can benefit from it if you have been around for a while but haven't ever taken a comprehensive foundationals business course. So that is a little bit about a night, but the audio clip that I'm going to be sharing with you is about the four tendencies. Holy shit, could I be any more obsessed with the four tendencies? This is a framework created by Gretchen Rubin. She is absolutely brilliant. The woman does a lot of research on happiness and how to become happier. I have been listening to her podcast for, I think, probably like four or five years. Years. A long time, actually. Probably That's probably actually the longest-running podcast that I've been listening to, and I really love and admire her work, understanding that I am a rebel. Woo! Fucking game-changer. I was like, oh, I'm not actually just difficult. I'm, I'm a rebel. Like, that, I actually have a group of people that feel exactly like me, and there's a reason behind doing the things that I'm doing. So I took her framework and I actually applied it to business owners. So in the show notes, I'm going to link her quiz. You can take it. It just takes a couple of minutes and you can figure out which of the four tendencies you are. If you are a rebel like me, a questioner, an obliger, or an upholder, you're going to learn a ton in this episode about your tendency and how that both positively and maybe not so positively 
affects the way that you do or don't run your business. I know you're absolutely going to love this. I loved recording it. And a little bit of a little bit of um, some updates before we dive into today's episode. So I, I love how this all happens. Like, I feel like sometimes I have a hard time recording podcast episodes, not because I don't know what I want to talk about, but because I don't know yet the timing of the things that are going to happen. Like, for example, I didn't have a specific day that I was going to start the all-access pass sale. I didn't know when I wanted to run the unhinged challenge. Like, I just didn't know when the dates of the things were. So I was like, well, I don't want to record until I know exactly the days so I can give updates, but it all came together earlier today. So here we are. I am recording and some of the things that I have going on. So the all access pass sale starts this Friday. If you're listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, the 20th, the all access pass sale starts on the 21st. This is I actually haven't seen anyone do this, and I think it's a pretty dope idea. I'm really, really excited about this. You get access to all five of my self-paced courses, including Ignite, which is what this audio clip was taken from. This is one of the, I mean, I think there's 30 videos in Ignite. There's like a lot of videos in there, but this is one of the many videos inside Ignite, so I just wanted to give you a really clear perspective of what it's like to be inside that program. This is going to be very similar to the format of the other videos. This gives you a really good view into what the program is like. I have five different self-paced programs. I have Ignite. I have Synergy. That's my 90-day brain rewiring program. I have Scale. That teaches you how to build and sell out a group program. And then I have Amplify, which is my launch course. I also have the Abundance Code. So all five of those programs, you get access to all of them for three payments of 222 and you get access for three months. So a lot of the times, I mean, I have this like graveyard this graveyard list. I literally have a running list in my notes app of programs that I've purchased that I have not completed. It is honestly awful. So I decided that I wanted to do things differently because these courses are all incredible and I want you to go through them. I want you to finish them. So I am adding the incentive of the three months or I'm adding the three-month timeline as an incentive for you to work through them, knowing that there is a bit of a deadline. Obviously, this offer isn't going to be for everyone. This is for the type of person that actually does need, like, you need to be done with this for this time, and they thrive off of that. For me, anytime that I purchased a course where it's been like, you have... Uh, 90 days of access. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I thrive because I know I need to get it done and I'm going to prioritize it. And that's going to be the thing that I listen to when I am eating breakfast, when I'm getting ready, which P.S. that's the time that I listen to all of these courses that I've purchased. But it just really helps me prioritize which courses come first. And with this all access pass sale, if you email me, if you purchase and then email me, I will help you come up with a plan, a roadmap of which course to start with. Most For most people, I'm going to recommend starting with Synergy. That's the brain rewiring because everything depends on your mindset and your brain and where you're at with that. Then I'm going to help you decide which one to go next, which videos you need and which are going to be most important for you, and maybe which ones can sit on the back burner. If you were to purchase all of these courses separately, they would be over $5,500 and you're getting access to them for three payments of $222. There are two 
bonuses, two different bonuses. So if you are one of the first five people to sign up, you will be getting a free, totally free 60-minute one-on-one intensive with me to use during the three months. You can also use it shortly after the three months end so you can learn everything that you want in those three months and then you can have your call with me to implement everything and make sure that it is being directly applied to your business if you have any questions from any of the programs or if you're like, okay, cool, got all of the information, now what? Now where do I start? If you're one of the first five to join in on the All Access Pass sale, you will get that free intensive with me. Super excited about that. And the second bonus is I will actually be letting you keep one of the courses at the end of the three months. So if you've been eyeballing, I mean, especially the courses Ignite, Scale, and Synergy, which are in the higher price point range, if you've been eyeballing those and you sign up for this sale, you are actually going to be getting those at a way cheaper price if you decide to keep one of those. And you can decide to keep your favorite program. You can decide to keep the one that feels the most valuable to you, the one that maybe you didn't get through or didn't finish in the three months. Totally up to you, but I am letting you keep access to one of those courses. So I'm so excited about this sale. It's only going to run for a week though. So if you are interested in this, I would recommend paying attention to my email list or my Instagram and making sure that you sign up ASAP, especially if you want that free 60-minute one-on-one intensive with me. The next update that I have is we have a date for the Unhinged Challenge. We have a date. So the Unhinged Challenge, this, this idea came about because I was really thinking about my own content and how much I... I mean, not only thrive when my content is more authentic to me and it's exactly what I want to say, but it just feels so much more sustainable. And I think a lot of people hold themselves back. I mean, most all of the clients that I work with, this is what we work on almost 99% of the time is getting their content to sound more like them in their daily life, more like the conversations that they're having with their friends, more like their own internal thoughts in content form, not this like polished, curated shit. And a lot of why I wanted to run this challenge, this is going to be free, by the way, so excited to, to host this. A lot of why I wanted to run this challenge was to get you to see and to actually feel safe enough to lean into that more unhinged, authentic part of you. And I'm not saying unhinged in a bad way, but there's just... I can tell when somebody's written something and it is not what they would say in real life and it's not what they would say to me as a coach or a friend or whatever. I can tell. And that is what drives people away. That doesn't allow people to lean into you closer. That doesn't allow people to get to know you on a deeply personal and human level, which is a lot of what creates trust, which then can lead to purchasing. So... This is, this is part of why I wanted to host this challenge is to help you lean into that more authentic part of you so that it can be easier for you going forward. And part of what I'm going to do inside this challenge is, okay, I'm going to have a bingo board. Who doesn't fucking love bingo? We're going to have bingo. We're going to have prizes. Yes, you're going to be able to win in a, a three-hour intensive with me. We're going to have some other goodies with inside that. I'm really really anticipating the start of this because I'm also going to be giving you prompts. You're going to be able to tick off the bingo tiles. You're going to be getting prompts every day for five days. And we're actually going to kick everything off with a 
content creation call. So I'm gonna help you come up with a bunch of content for the week, help you really lean into copy that not only feels authentic to you, but feels like, damn, yeah, that is exactly what I wanted to say. And helping you talk to the right and ready person who is ready to buy, who doesn't need any convincing. They just like, are ready to step into your offer. So we're gonna be doing that. And I'm gonna be announcing signups for the Unhinged Challenge on Monday. So stay tuned for that. That's gonna be just such a good time. Please join. I cannot wait to have you there. Again, this is gonna be completely free. We're gonna run this for five days. And then after that, I'm actually gonna go off of Instagram for for four weeks, which like sounds really scary, but I really feel like I want to do it. I was talking to a client today, actually, and she was like, so what do you think about me burning my Instagram down? And I was like, girl, I'm gonna go off of Instagram for a month. So if you want to check in with me and see how that went, I'm gonna lean into podcasting more. I'm gonna lean into email more and see how that goes and see if I've built up enough of an audience and a platform with those two avenues and see how that goes. Or if a majority of my revenue is coming from Instagram and maybe that was a terrible business decision, but hey, I got to experiment. I got to see. This is this is why I love being a business owner is because everything does feel like such an experiment. And it's not because I don't like social media. I actually freaking love Instagram and I think I'm going to be really sad to be off of it. But I also think that that's why this is so good because it's going to allow me to lean further into podcasting and email and I really probably think this is going to save me so much time too. Like the amount of time that I spend on Instagram, probably too much, probably too much. So I'm going to have a lot of time. I'm going to have a lot of creative juice and it's just for a month. And I can always go back to, you know, doing what I did on Instagram before. Like you don't, what you already have right now is the answer that you've been living with. So if you want a different answer, you have to do something different. And I just feel so curious about what it would be like to market without Instagram. I know I also have a lot of clients that don't love social media. So this is also partially for them, experimenting and seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. Um, I think a lot of, I'm going to get a lot of insight from this for sure. And the reason that I wanted to host the Unhinged Challenge before going off of Instagram was to help build my email list, to make sure that people knew where to find me when I'm not on Instagram. But I think that this is just going to be a really fun and probably very challenging. Like, it's probably not all going to be fun. I mean, if you've listened to my episode on when I went on a silent retreat, I was like, yeah, that wasn't fun, but it was necessary and it was really insightful. I think this is kind of going to be similar of like, yeah, this might feel kind of shitty while I'm doing it, but it is one of those big growth opportunities and growth moments. And there might be a time in the future, like we don't own Instagram. We don't own Instagram. It could go down at any time. So what are you going to do if that's your primary marketing tool and all of a sudden it's gone? So I want to challenge myself to lean into other platforms and see how that goes for me. And absolutely, I'll be, you know, updating you every step of the way. I'll probably do a recap podcast episode about it as well. I'm pumped. I think this is going to be really challenging and also exactly what I need, which as always, the universe pushes us towards the things that we need. So to recap what I just said in terms of updates, because I know that was a lot, we have the all access 
pass sale starting tomorrow on Friday that only lasts for a week. So make sure you are staying tuned on my email list or the podcast for more details about that. You get access to all five courses for three payments of $222. If you're one of the first five, you get a 60-minute intensive with me, and you'll also get to keep a course at the end. Second update is the Unhinged Challenge is coming. I will have more details about that on Monday if you're listening to this. So I believe that will be the 24th. Let me just double check my calendar because as we all know, math is not my strong suit. Yes, it is. The 24th, I'll have more details about that. And we will actually be starting the challenge on the 30th slash 31st. Lastly, the Lionsgate Energy Healing Portal is on 8-8, so I will not be advertising this on Instagram at that point because I will be on my social media break from Instagram, but it signups are open right now. I do have a couple of spots left for each session. I have two different time slots, one at 9 a.m. and one at 6 p.m., so if you are wanting help with releasing so that you can bring in all of that abundance that is meant for you, I would love to have you there. I have... Again, just a couple of spots left for each, so head to the link in the show notes to sign up and secure your spot for the 8-8 circle. Prices will go up in August if there are still spots left, so if you're considering it, I would do it sooner rather than later. That is all of the updates that I have. I know you're absolutely going to dig this episode about the four tendencies applied to being a business owner. Tag me on Instagram. Let me know your tendency. I want to know that you loved this episode. If you resonate with what I'm saying on the episode, be sure to let me know. You can tag me at Expand with Chelsea, and the podcast actually has a an Instagram page now too, so you can tag at the Ambitious Entrepreneur Pod. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. If you've been keeping up with me, you know that I have been traveling for the better part of a month. It's actually definitely been more than a month. And I just got back from Wyoming, which I didn't realize was as dry of an environment as it actually is. And I kid you not, my nose is legitimately peeling many, many layers. And one of the products that I continue to turn to, I'm obsessed with this, I literally, I never, ever, ever will let myself run out, is the Hydroberry Moisture Mask from Clearstem. So hear me out, it is a little bit of a weightier, I don't wanna call it heavier in a bad way because it really feels so luxurious, is it is a weightier moisturizer that I use every single night before I go to bed and you could actually use it three different ways. You can use it as a mask where you leave it on for 10 minutes and then you remove it. You can wear it overnight as a moisture locking sleep mask, which is what I always do. And then you can also combine it with Hydroglow, which is the lighter moisturizer that I tend to use for the morning to boost hydration. And my nose is actually starting to look better in just a couple of uses, thank God, because it's a peely, scaly mess. I truly thought living in the Pacific Northwest was kind of the driest environment that you could get, but thank you, Wyoming, for proving me wrong. And Clear Stem is by far one of my all-time favorite skincare companies because they are focused on including products that are not going to make your skin break out. I really love their resource on their website where you can go to check if an ingredient is pore clogging. <laughs> 
coconut oil, biggest offender there, but they are actually anti-acne and anti-aging. So I know that when I use their products, I am achieving both, which is honestly pretty hard to find products that do both. I use Clear Stem's entire, entire line of skincare, starting with my cleanser and then the serums that they have and then following up with a moisturizer depending on if it's day or night and if you have not tried their stuff yet and you are not completely in love with your own skincare it's time to hop on the clear stem bandwagon as soon as i used their stuff i was like oh yeah i'm totally moving on from what i was using they use all natural ingredients and i really love the scent of this moisturizer as well it smells like i have it right here Mm, it's kind of like a cranberry to me, um, I guess, which makes sense because it is a hydra berry, but specifically cranberry. And I have super, super sensitive skin. Like we're talking get bit by a mosquito, swell up a ton. I'm pretty much allergic to most things that I put on my skin, but I have never had a negative reaction with Clear Stem and my skin looks more dewy and glowy. And I can tell that I'm actually <laughs> doing something for my skin when I use these products. So if you are curious about using Clear Stem's products for yourself, I could not recommend it enough. And I have a discount code for you. If you go to Clear Stem, skincare.com so that's c-l-e-a-r-s-t-e-m-s-k-i-n-c-a-r-e.com and use the code chelsea c-h-e-l-s-e-a you will get 20 percent off your order if you want to try out the hydra berry moisture mask or any of their other products i know you're absolutely going to be as obsessed as i am with them you're going to love the way that your skin looks and feels and I'm not gonna apologize for getting you hooked because it seriously has changed my life as somebody that is on video and camera a lot for the work that I do. I feel a lot more confident when I know I am taking care of my skin. So again, you can head to clearstemskincare.com and use that code CHELSEA for 20% off anything on their website. Let's talk about one of my all-time favorite personality frameworks, the four tendencies. Okay. I absolutely love this framework. It was one of the first that I was ever introduced to. So it holds a special place in my heart. And the reason that we're talking about this is because the more that you know yourself, the more successful that you can become as a business owner. Business is a lifelong self-development, personal development journey, whatever you want to call it, you're on a one-way ticket. So the more that you know yourself, how you operate, how you operate with other people, the more successful you can become. So with the four tendencies, so kind of like it says in the title, there are four different options. And what this really tells us about, this is a framework created by Gretchen Rubin. I love her work. I think she does amazing research on happiness. She has a podcast. She has multiple books. She came up with this framework. And what this does is it examines our relationship to outer and inner expectations. So the things that we want to do ourselves and expect ourselves to do, and then things that other people expect us to do. So that's the outer expectations. So there are four different categories. You can be a rebel, a questioner, an upholder, or an obliger. So each of these is going to have a different relationship to both inner and outer expectations. So we're going to go over each one of these so that you can 
take the quiz. I will link it down below. You can take the quiz. It's just a couple of minutes long. I think millions of people at this point have taken this and you're going to get a lot of insight and you can start to do some research on this on your own as well and start to learn about, you know, now that I know my type, how do I best operate in this scenario? Am I the type of person that actually might need some external accountability and I would really thrive with that? Or maybe you're the type of person that you would not thrive with external accountability and it's better if you just kind of go things up your own. Maybe you're more of a self-paced person than somebody who needs to or wants to work with a coach. And this isn't in all scenarios, but it's just little bits and pieces of information for you to get to know yourself. It's like having a thousand piece puzzle and this is like 30 of the pieces that you're like, oh my God, okay, I had no idea about these things. And now I know how things kind of fit together a little bit better. So with the four tendencies, again, link it below. So make sure that you take that. We're going to start with obligers first. So obligers really, really struggle with meeting outer expectations and inner expectations. So if you are an obliger, you make up a very large percentage of the population. Kind of the motto for this is you can count on me and I'm counting on you to count on me. So they're really great at having accountability externally. This is not a matter of weak willpower. It's not a matter of motivation, anything like that. This is just the type of person that let's say if they are somebody that is wanting to work out or train or get stronger, they would do really, really well to have a personal trainer rather than just showing up at the gym and like doing whatever. And again, this is not a bad thing. A lot of people are like this. And if this is you and you start to realize and recognize like, like, oh my God, this is me. And actually I might do really well having an external source of accountability to do these things internally that I know that I want to do. I just need a little bit of help getting there. This is so powerful. This is such powerful information, right? Like there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you that this the way that the world is set up right now just doesn't work for you. And that's totally okay. This is where when we learn about these pieces and we learn more about ourselves, then we can start to set ourselves up for success because the world is designed. I don't know who it was designed for, but like, you know, a lot of us, we're, we're very different. We have very different goals and we are just very different people. You know, we're business owners. We want to make a big impact. We weren't, we weren't meant to fit in this box that society has tried to mold us to. So of course we're going to want to do things different. So it's all of these are just going to help you learn to set yourself up for success even more. So let's talk a little bit about ways that this can show up both in your business positively and negatively. So ways that being an obliger could actually show up in your business negatively is having a harder time saying no to people or clients asking things from you. So this is people-pleasing People that are obligers do tend to struggle more with people people pleasing than the other types. That's not to say that this is hopeless. Like absolutely listen to the boundaries video. Like you can start to set boundaries that feel really good inside your business. This might also show up as not prioritizing your own needs, placing other people's needs ahead of your own. And your own inner expectations can often go ignored because you're trying to respond to everybody else's external expectations. So again, this is prioritizing your own needs. This can also look like burnout. You can you can definitely burn out really quickly when you're trying to adjust yourself to what everybody else needs, what you think everybody else needs from you, bending over backwards, doing the people-pleasing, not setting boundaries. And this can also look like obliger rebellion. So for so long, you've been doing what everybody else wants you to do. And you hit a point where you just like snap and you're like, no, I'm doing the things that I want to do. And where you kind of tip to the, the rebel category a little bit, but you're not fully in there with the four tendencies 
tendencies, these don't change. So this is like the core of who you are. You were, you were probably, well, you weren't born like this, but you were definitely shaped into this through your childhood. Typically this doesn't change for people unless you go through a really, really big life event, then maybe it could change. But this is typically something that is a little bit more static. So ways that actually being an obliger can be a strength inside your business. So if you have somebody keeping you accountable, you're going to be fucking unstoppable. So whether that is a coach, a mentor, maybe you have um, client calls that you know that you have to show up for, that can be a form of accountability. Maybe you meet weekly on Zoom with other entrepreneurs or business owners, and you're all going to have like a power hour of working together. And that works really well for you to get things done. And having that form of accountability, once you realize that, it's going to be epic for you. You are really good at, if you say you're going to show up somewhere, you're the type of person that shows up somewhere. Other people can really count on you. You're the type of person that it's like, no matter what, like you're doing the thing, consider it done. Other ways that this can be a strength is you are probably going to get along with most people because you have a very easygoing nature. So you're probably going to find that people find you really easy to talk to, really easy to converse with, and you're willing to go the extra mile for other people as well. Again, as long as this isn't blending into people pleasing, like obligers are very caring and very, very nurturing. So they're very responsible and they can also make really great leaders. Each of these categories has um, definitely potential potential to make a really great leader, but just know that if you are an obliger, you do have to set yourself up for success in this realm. Each of these different tendencies has their pros and cons, and it's just really getting to know, you know what, it's not so much like, I wish I were more like this way or I wish I were more like that way. It's how can, now that I know how I am, how can I operate to the best of my ability so that I can be successful? So in summary, obligers, they really do need external accountability. You thrive on it. So this could be a coach, a partner, a friend, a group, whatever it is, maybe even a specific time of day, it's really important. And make sure that you are giving yourself enough self-care time so that you don't burn out. Make sure that you are actually prioritizing your needs just as much, if not more than other people's needs as well. So let's talk about upholders. So their motto is kind of discipline is my freedom. So these are the types of people that they are able to meet outer and inner expectations. So these are like the high achievers. These are like, whenever I think of upholders, I think of like upholding the law. Like they, these are the type of people that are like, yeah, that's the law. I'm just going to like do this thing. It makes sense to me. These types of people are typically very driven, very motivated and you know, not to say that the other types aren't, but the ways that this can actually show up negatively in your business is Sometimes these can be the the know-it-all types of personalities. They can get defensive. They can say like, well, I, I already know all of this and be a little bit more closed off to learning. They can struggle with perfectionism when things or plans change. They might struggle with spontaneity. And these are the types of people I almost think of them, and we'll get into the Enneagram um, <laughs> soon, but I almost think of them as like Enneagram 3. Like they are the high achieving. They want the gold star. They want to do the thing because they are very intrinsically internally motivated and they often can hold other people to those standards as well. So they can be rigid. They can expect other people to operate like them when they are a pretty small percentage of the world and not many people operate as upholders do. And again, it's not different or it's not bad. It's just different. We all just operate a little bit differently. They can be impatient with other people if they are not operating at the same, the the same level as they are. And you know, this is human nature, right? Like we kind of expect everybody else to be 
be like us. And in, the, in reality, they're just not like everybody is just so different. And that's what makes it so beautiful. So ways that being an upholder can actually be a strength in your business is you are going to be an incredible self-starter. Like you are very, very fucking motivated. Like anything that you want to get done, you're going to get it done. You don't need external accountability or motivation. If you want to do it, consider it done. Your follow through is typically excellent. You're very reliable as a partner, as a coach, and you are eager to meet those expectations and succeed. So this is the type of person, again, if they have like a checklist and I've actually had my clients do this before where they make themselves a checklist and they want to like put all these gold stars on them. Um, in order to like, this is the way that they feel successful. This is the way that they feel validated where they say like, okay, there's a self-care task here. You know, I have some client work here and it just feels really good for them to like tick off all of these boxes and give themselves gold stars. And sometimes we need to build in those things like self-care because it is really easy as a business owner to put everybody else's needs in front of our own. So just making sure that we are building in some of that time for ourselves. So in summary, if you are an upholder, I think it's really important to... You can be somebody else's accountability partner, but you don't necessarily need one. So I think it's really important to notice when you might start to become too rigid. So there's this thing that happens with upholders called tightening. So think of it this way. So let's say you have a morning routine and you get up and you drink coffee and you meditate and then you journal. And as an upholder, they might start to try to add more and more and more to that morning routine. And then all of a sudden their morning routine is three hours long. And they're like, well, I can't get rid of any of these things. That's what's called tightening. So making sure as an upholder, you're not just adding more and more and more to your plate, that there's an actual purpose and reason behind it, and that you are willing to let go of some of these things because upholders, again, they're so motivated that they'll just keep adding more and more and more, but it's not always advantageous to do so. I would say it's probably more advantageous to do less than more. Um, I saw this quote the other day that I really liked, and I was like, yeah, that makes so much sense, where it says, you're probably doing too much. And I was like, Accurate. Yep. That's, I think just for just about everybody, we're all probably doing too much. Okay. Let's move on to questioners. So their motto is I'll comply if you convince me why. So just like the name says questioners, they've got a shit ton of questions. This is also makes up a big portion of the, the population as well. These are the types of person that are always asking why, like, but why, <laughs> which is really funny. So I'm a rebel and I tip to questioners. So I definitely can see this in parts of my personality. When I was growing up as a kid, I always asked why, and it like really drove the shit out of like my teachers and my parents. And they're like, just because like they're, they're like, because it is, but these are the types of people that can really struggle with things like analysis paralysis. They have a hard time making choices and decisions. They just need more and more and more information. Questioners, they resist outer expectations and they meet their own inner expectations. So again, if, if somebody else wants them to do something and it doesn't make sense to them, they're not going to do it. But if somebody else wants them to do something and they can justify and rationalize it, great, then they're going to do it because that's their own inner expectation. But they're not going to do something just because somebody else wants them to do it. They're going to want to know why. They're going to have to ask more questions, gather more information. So ways that this can show up in your business negatively is, again, that analysis paralysis. Like if you just have a really hard time making decisions, you feel like you need to gather all of this information and you're not actually moving the needle forward, you might struggle with perfectionism or taking messy action, that's going to be a negative thing because you have to just at some point give yourself a cutoff time and say, you know what, I've gathered enough information and the only way to learn is to just do the thing. And that's how I'm going to gather the, the rest of the information. That's how I'm going to learn. So it's accepting closure on matters if 
you, if you don't get the answers to the questions that you're asking. And sometimes that's just okay. Sometimes we don't have all of the answers. And I know that that's really hard to heal, hear if you are a questioner, but there is so much beauty in the unknown. Everything that you've ever wanted or desired is actually in the unknown. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. It's okay if you don't have all of the information. Other ways that this can show up is you can come off as if you are asking a lot of questions, you can come off as maybe you're like putting people on the hot spot or you're like interviewing them. So just kind of be aware of other people sitting across from you. And I'm not saying you need to like change the way that you behave, but again, it's coming back to this cutoff point. Like when is enough information enough for you as an individual? Like when, it, where's your cutoff period? So sometimes questioners can also have a hard time delegating tasks because they meet their own inner expectations. Sometimes there's a lack of trust that other people are going to do it the way that they do it. They're not going to research it fully. They're not going to ask all of the right questions. So they can have a hard time handing things off to people. And I think that, you know, that can definitely go for everybody. You know, sometimes it's hard to trust people inside your business and to hire things and to let things go, but especially so for questioners. So ways that this can actually show up as a strength inside your business, you are probably really good at asking open-ended questions. You're probably really good at talking to people and asking them questions that make them feel seen, heard, and loved. Loved. You are probably very, very data driven. You're probably fair minded. You're interested in creating systems that are efficient and effective. And if you've decided to do something like from your own internal expectations, you're like, it's, it's going to be done similar to the upholders. Other ways that this can show up is if you have given yourself that cutoff point and you've gathered the information then you feel really confident in your decisions and moving forward. And that can radiate out positively as well. And these are generally very curious people. So this, it, this will make you a great coach is asking really good questions. And you can always get better at asking questions, even if you're not a questioner. So to kind of wrap up the questioners, I think it's important. Yes. Ask as many questions as you need to feel comfortable, but understand that because of your nature, you will probably just want to continue asking more and more and more questions. And that will at some point hinder your growth. So you have to give yourself that cutoff period. So it also, I think, is really important to say that getting stuck in that analysis paralysis, like that's going to feel stagnant. It's not going to feel good for you. And the way to move forward, I mean, for everybody is always to just do the thing. It's like, sometimes you got to do the thing to be the thing. You've got to like take the messy action and that's where you're actually going to learn a lot of the lessons. So let's move on to the last one. So rebels, <laughs> this is, I'm like, I'm sorry if you're a rebel. Um, I am a rebel. I identify as this and it, we, we resist both internal and external expectations. It is, it is essentially the motto is you can't make me and neither can I. So you might be like, well, how do you get anything done? And, and really a lot of the day is just kind of <laughs> asking myself, what do I want to do? So for me, this is not boxing myself in, not telling myself I have to do things because as soon as I feel like I have to, I literally can't. Like it's, it is, I am not similar to upholders in that way. If upholders tell themselves that they're going to do something, even though they don't want to do it, they're still going to get it done. Somebody like a rebel or a questioner, probably not going to do it. So ways that this can show up in your business negatively is if you are not choosing to do it or it's not an alignment for you or it's something that you feel like you have to do, it's going to be a miserable experience for everybody involved. If you are recording something like a podcast episode and you don't actually want to be doing it, you just feel pressured to do it because of the, um, and this is my experience too, but I, I was putting out two podcast episodes a week and I was like, wow, this is just like a lot. And these are just the parameters that I set on myself. Nobody was telling me that I had to, but I felt like I did. And I was like, this is not fun. This is not enjoyable. So let's just cut this back to one episode. 
a week and it actually feels a lot better. So making sure that you are constantly checking in on what are the things that you're telling yourself that you have to do and do you actually have to do those things? Probably not. Rebels can also be uncooperative or they can come off that way and potentially inconsiderate as well. When in reality, this is just the way that you're built. You weren't meant to follow the rules and to other people that can be pretty triggering. So rebels, they typically have a hard time doing things on time or consistently. I feel this for sure. I know for me that I just have to set myself up with, I am not late for client calls. Like that is the thing that I really prioritize. I'm okay being late meeting friends, you know, socially, maybe five minutes late. But for me, I just have to tell myself, this is the type of person that I want to be. I want to be a professional. I want to be somebody that's on time. I want to be somebody that's reliable inside of my business. So that works really well for me is asking myself, what type of person do I want to be? And then act accordingly. So with rebels, they have a hard time, even if sometimes they want to do the thing, sometimes they have a hard time doing it. And this is coming back to, you know, what's the intention behind this? Is this actually an alignment for you? Does this actually feel good for you? Is this something that is actually going to move the needle forward? And ways that this can show up as a strength inside your business is rebels tend to really enjoy meeting challenges. They are able to really think outside of the box. This is the type of person that was maybe never really meant for the nine to five. They are really able to be unswayed by that conventional wisdom. They might be very in touch with their authentic desires. They can be very spontaneous, very independent. So you can start to see how all of these are really a positive inside your business. They have a high priority on freedom. Um, that's really important to point out if you are a rebel, you probably have a very, very high importance on your own personal freedom, other people's as well, but probably yours specifically, which is probably a big reason why you started your business in the first place. And rebels actually do tend to be very good at delegating things because they, they start to realize right away, like, that's not going to work for me. Like, I'm not going to be able to sustain that. That's not going to work for the way that I like to do things. So great. You can actually take this task and run with it. So in summary for the rebels, it has to be their choice. Like if you're, if you feel pressured or like you have to do it either from anything externally or from yourself, it's really just giving yourself the option. I mean, for me, what this looks like is instead of saying like a, here's what you need to do list, here's a to-do list. I'm like, this is a get to do list. Like if I get to decide even that simple little change, which if you're not a rebel, you're probably like, well, that's ridiculous. Like that doesn't seem to matter. But like, if you are a rebel, having things feel like your choice is like, oh my God, I can breathe again. Language is really important in making sure that you feel empowered by your choices and you're not putting yourself in a box. So hopefully this was helpful. I'm really excited for you to get to know even more personality tools and frameworks so that you can continue to get to know yourself even better. And that is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure to stay tuned for the All Access Pass sale and the Unhinged Content Challenge. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to tag me on social media at Expand with Chelsea or the Ambitious Entrepreneur Pod. It really means so, so much to me when you share my work and help other people find the podcast as well. If you haven't yet left a rating or a review and want to put out some good karma into the world, it would mean so, so much to me if you would go to the iTunes app on your phone and just leave a quick review of the podcast. Maybe list out your favorite episode. Maybe it was this one, what you love learning about, what you want to hear more of, any phrases that I've said that have stuck in your mind, any and all of it. I read every single review and they really do mean so much to me. 
Thank you so much again for being here and I will talk to you next episode. <laughs>